The algorithm made me do it. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Joshua Klein, co-founder at Indigo Metrics. Welcome, Josh. Hey, hey. Give us a brief summary of your resume and accomplishments, especially as it relates to artificial intelligence. Mm, mostly dumb luck, to be honest. Uh, really early on, got involved in IT security. That ended up a um, whole bunch of different stuff happened. But one of the one of the really nice things was I was able to work with some government agencies. Uh, worked with one of the first teams uh, to do an e-commerce engine, uh, the one that Verisign bought. Then moved from there, worked with a company that was working on the American Idol SMS voting campaign. If you recall, when the U.S. telco business decided to set itself back by 10 or 15 years, uh, got to see that firsthand. Worked with a medical startup on a, a large-scaled indexed array analytics project, uh, doing AKG analysis just about the time the cloud computing came out. So really got to see a lot of new and disruptive technologies kind of take the field. And the one thing that was common with all of them was large-scale data sets and making sense out of them. And that sense has given birth to what we call AI as the big bucket. It seems like, you know, and it's not just us talking about it, but artificial intelligence is everywhere today. So let's talk about AI as it assists management. How, how does artificial intelligence help management? Well, there's what it could do to help management and what it is currently doing to help management. And what it's currently doing to help management is giving them a lot of more statistic uh, more statistically validated reasons to fire and hire. That doesn't necessarily mean they're getting better hires or getting rid of worse people who they are firing, but they're certainly getting more efficient. So where should it be? Where should we be going with that? Well, so my, my posit is that right now we're doing things like, um, like measuring how long people spend in the bathroom. There was a company, I think in the Midwest, that um, they put key card swipes on the bathrooms so the customers couldn't use the bathrooms. And then that data got dumped into a database and management said, hey, we can monitor how long people are in the bathroom. This is great. Let's uh, just make it a rule that if you spend more than six minutes a day, then you gotta get called in for disciplinary action. And shockingly, all their employees protested. But that's the kind of thing that's, that's happening now. Um, we're just finding ways to make people more and more efficient. Where I think we could see a benefit is by looking ahead. Like right now, everyone loves to talk about how robots are replacing everybody. It's true that there's, there is going to be a really large disruption of people's jobs. About 50% of US jobs are slated to be disrupted by AI, um, robots, et cetera. But only 5% of those jobs are due to be replaced. So what we're gonna see is people are gonna have the robotic-like activities in their lives being replaced by actual robots, real or, or virtual. Um, and in the meantime, we're going to have to learn new skills. And most uh, of the academics that I've read, the World Economic Forum, other large bodies are basically saying that those skills are going to be really human-centric ones. And who knew? It turns out we can measure that stuff too. What's the best way to work with both humans and robots so they actually work together and, and complement each other's strengths? What's the right mix? Well, what at least I've been seeing working with large companies, mostly multinationals, and then also with early stage startups, is if you start to measure the key elements, start looking, redefining what your KPIs are to figure out what is actually driving the right kind of employee, uh, employee behavior, be that engagement or alignment with, with certain core values or you know, certain behaviors, specific behaviors, you can actually measure the efficacy of that if you do it in the right way. So right now, most companies do like a, an annual 360 review which is a chance for you to tell people that you really do want to know what they think, but that what they say is going to be tied to their bonus. So it's, you know, not a really good data set, at least not in my mind. 
Um, but if you do something like peer-to-peer -peer analytics, where you ask people, and this is what, what my platform does, um, if you ask people what they think about their peers' behavior on a rolling basis, then you can get a, a reasonable statistical model that can be corrected for bias that allows you to then say, hey, look, um, in terms of these kinds of behaviors, we're seeing more of it over here, or we're seeing less of it, of it over here. Um, innovation is a really good example, right? Everyone wants more innovation, but it turns out that innovation mostly happens by people who aren't actually like you. And human bias doesn't go that way. What effect would AI-assisted management have on employee morale? You talked about the bathroom incident. I can see it now. Don't blame me. The algorithm told me to do it that way. I mean, yeah, and it's, it's a pretty deep rabbit hole, right? Like we're able to do uh, facial micro expression monitoring. We can with, even with just our mics, I can tell you how positive you sound by the inflection, the speed with which you speak, et cetera, and then monitor how that changes over time and how it changes when I talk to different people. It's like one firm um, decided that they needed their employees to be more collaborative. So they took their badges, which were actually being mapped on the, on, I think it was Wi-Fi. And then they tracked who was in a room with another person and for how long. And if you spent too little time with a diverse enough group of people, then you got called in. So if you were a programmer and you spent all day programming, you know, mission critical code, too bad, you fail because you're not collaborative enough. So again, it's just a matter of a bad KPI. On the other hand, if you do things like um, tracking how people on your team perceive you performing core functions or um, how they view your collaboration as a large bucket of other types of behaviors. You can track how that changes over time and then map that against specific deliverables or other activities within the organization. What, what type of rules should guide us in knowing when and when not to apply artificial intelligence to a problem? Well, so the discussion is ongoing. I, I think it, it's, unfortunate because a lot of the conversations that I'm hearing are around stuff that we shouldn't do and or, or you know conversely what's being done in other places right like um, you know in China right now with citizen credit there's a lot of, of opportunities there for people to extinguish other people's voices there's a real lack of transparency stuff that a lot of the companies I work with here in the US and in many parts of Europe really value so if you're going to do it totally differently, you have to kind of double down on those, those core elements. So really focus on transparency, um, really focus on the upsides of collaboration, really focus on being extremely clear about who gets to see what kind of information, and then lastly, make it beneficial to everyone who's involved. So if you're monitoring a group, you know, if you've got solid data on the behaviors of 10 people within a group, there's always going to be one person who's at the bottom of the list for the cumulative scores, right? that doesn't mean that they're not a valuable player. It means that they have the most opportunity for upside. So as long as you can keep those values, that in check, and that varies by organization. You might be in an organization that's extremely competitive and where that, that kind of information needs to be really transparent. You might be in an organization where that's really gonna um, make it hard for you to contribute. So it needs to be judged and juggled by what the company is and what it needs to be. Joshua Klein, co-founder at Indigo Metrics. Thanks for your time and sharing some light on this. If somebody wants to connect with you, maybe they want to find out more about your company or your work, how can they do that? Uh, probably on my website, www.josh.is. Sounds good. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to my website, tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.